You are on the Crooked Mile. Join Ed on another fabulous adventure. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Welcome. Yes, you are on the Crooked Mile. Resolved, John Adams said on June 14th, 1777. Resolved that the flag of the 13 United States shall be 13 stripes, alternate red and white. That the Union be 13 stars, white on a blue field, representing a new constellation. Thus, the flag that is widely referred to as the Betsy Ross flag was adopted as the official flag of the United States of America. Well, since that time, our flag has been revised more than two dozen times. Of course, maintaining its original 13 red and white stripes, the union of the flag, however, needed to be updated every time new states were admitted. So how did we get to our current design with all 50 stars? Well, it didn't just happen. There was, in fact, a clear design. However, it didn't come from a team of expert graphic designers, and it certainly didn't come from some select congressional committee. No. It was a far more humble, all-American kind of thing. It came from a high school student, a junior, from Ohio. His name was Robert Heft. You see, Robert's history teacher at the time, a Mr. Stanley Pratt, came up with an open-ended assignment for students. Make a project that demonstrates your interest in American history. It can be anything. Well, so you see, in 1958, the United States was still a country of 48 states. But news was that Alaska and Hawaii would soon be joining the Union, and young Mr. Heft was pretty jazzed about that. So he set his sights on designing a new flag to represent the two new states. He started by unstitching and cutting an old family flag in his grandparents' basement. I don't think his grandparents appreciated that very much, but anyway, the idea and the challenge was was to create a 50-star flag that would be an unnoticeable change from the 48-star flag as possible. The story goes that Robert spent 12 hours working on his project, and when he was finished with his new flag, he was quite pleased with his work. His final design was to put four rows of five stars between five rows of six stars, 50 stars. So he turned in his project and was quickly mocked and criticized by his teacher. Anyone can make a flag, Mr. Pratt said. How unoriginal. And besides, you don't even know how many states there are. Your flag has 50 stars. Duh. Well, Robert tried to explain what he had done and the whole idea behind his work, but to no avail. His teacher gave him a lowly B- for his work due to lack of originality. Disappointed but undeterred, Robert said, what if my flag is accepted by Congress as the new official flag? Will you change my grade? Mr. Pratt scoffed and said, If your flag is accepted, yes, I will change your grade. Well, game on. Robert wrote, I don't know how many letters, multiple letters, and he called the White House almost two dozen times. He sent his flag idea to his congressman in Ohio. And as it turned out, in 1959, both Alaska and Hawaii were admitted to the Union. 
And then, President Dwight D. Eisenhower personally called Robert to tell him that over 1,500 submissions his was chosen and has been adopted as the new flag of the United States of America. President Eisenhower then personally invited Robert to Washington, D.C. for the official flag ceremony to be held on the 4th of July in 1960. And so after all that, Robert Heft returned to his high school history teacher, and yes, his teacher, although perhaps a bit sheepishly, did change his grade from the lowly B- to an A. And since then, Robert Heft's 50-star flag has been unmatched as the quintessential symbol of America, except for maybe by the everyday lives of everyday Americans. Freedom, Buck Bailey boomed when asked about what freedom means. Freedom, he boomed again, this time pounding the table with an open hand to emphasize his point. Freedom in a country in which you have the freedom to live and work your way. He paused a moment to catch his breath. A soft, gentle smile then spread across his face. His hand gestures were now as soft and sweet as a smile. A wealth of understanding shone in his eyes. He continued, and tried to help others do it their way. That's freedom. Thank you, Buck. Then there's the sound of children's laughter, and suddenly a panicked, heart-wrenching scream shatters the air coming from a child when a knee has been skinned. These are sounds that we all know, or will come to know. Now, is there a greater example of pain, relief, heartache, great joy, and laughter than the birth of a child? A first kiss, young love holding hands, protected from the onslaught and chaos of the harsh realities that are a part of life. Moms and dads, with their little ones in tow, struggle with their own realities that are a part of their everyday lives. Grandmas and grandpas, walking down the sidewalk, still holding hands after all that they have endured after all that life has thrown at them, still a first kiss. Snapshots? Perhaps. Romantic notions? Absolutely. The point is, is that I believe there are far greater things that we all share. There are far more things that we all have in common than not. Hopefully, through the course of our lives, we come to know that there are far greater things than ourselves like our children and grandchildren and all those that we love. From the many, we are one. Happy birthday, America. Celebrate. Until next time, thanks for joining us.